Welcome, everyone, to the PFF Fantasy Podcast, IDP edition. I'm your host, John Macri, fantasy analyst here at PFF, and I am back with another weekly IDP preview. But more importantly than that, I am also back with another beautiful mind from the world of IDP, from footballguys.com. But you may also know him from the PGA Tour, being the pride of the Upper Peninsula, an Upper Canadian, my Molson brother, and just an all-around beauty, Kyle Bellafuel. KB, what's up, man? What's happening, John, man? That is that was quite the intro, man. I don't know if oh, I can no, live man. up to all that. Oh, you, you can. You can. It's it's well deserved. There's there's much more accolades to include in there, but we try to we try to keep things short. Right. No, man, I uh I'm pumped to be here. Appreciate you having me on and uh I'm pumped to talk some some football and some IDP, man. Awesome. Yeah, me too, man. This is fun. I mean, we, we've done four of these IDP preview episodes so far, and um, people seem to enjoy them going game by game. We're, we're, we're going to do the same thing again, and, and it helps to have a couple bye weeks um, this week as well, so we're, we don't have, you know, 16 games to go through. We, we got 14, I think, but it's, it's still a decent slate, but uh, cuts down the time a little bit, but... Yeah, man, I'm looking forward to it. I appreciate you coming on. It's always a blast getting to talk to you. So um, thank you. And then we'll 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 cover, yeah, we'll like I said, we'll go game by game. We'll cover the main storylines and, and matchups uh, worth discussing for every team. And, and as usual, um, I'll have the timestamps in the episode description so you could kind of jump around and find the games you're looking for uh, more easy-like. Um, and then it, I'll also include a link to my IDP rankings over on pff.com and the link to the PFF IDP fantasy report where you could find all of the week's waiver wire targets for IDP, snap shares, utilization for every single IDP from this past week's game, uh, games and so much more. Um, all the images that you'll see on the YouTube channel channel are straight from the fantasy report, which is also free on pff.com. Um, and if you are watching on the YouTube, please hit the like and subscribe button. It helps me a ton as well so that I can keep bringing all of you more IDP content. I can't thank you all enough for tuning into the past episodes as well. It means a lot to me. So thank you truly. Um, all right, last piece of business. Before we get into it, I have a quick shout out to our presenting sponsor, Fabric by Gerber Life. Fall is all about the back to school and back to routine checklist. And the most important task on that list should be securing your family's financial future, starting with life insurance. Fabric by Gerber Life makes it quick, easy, and affordable to protect your family so you can get back to enjoying life. Fabric was designed by parents for parents to help you get a high quality, surprisingly affordable term life insurance policy in less than 10 minutes. Fabric has flexible policies that fit your family and your budget with quality policies like a million dollars in coverage for less than a dollar a day. Get your personalized quote in just minutes and then apply when it's convenient for you. It's all online and on your schedule. You can go from start to covered in less than 10 minutes with no health exam required. Join the thousands of parents who trust Fabric to protect their family. Apply today in just minutes at meetfabric.com slash fantasy. That's meetfabric.com slash fantasy. M-E-E-T fabric.com slash fantasy. Policies issued by Western Southern Life Assurance Company, not available in certain states, prices subject to underwriting and health questions. All right, here we go. Thursday night football, they've booked uh, another instant classic um, for us between the Chicago Bears and the Washington Commanders. Uh, KB, I'll let you start us off here. What is the first thing that you want to talk about um, with, with either of these two teams? Yeah, they're just setting us up for some dandies here, right? Yeah. And prime oh, yeah. time. Love it. Big time. Um, yeah, so Washington against Chicago. The the first thing, just kind of looking into the game, is Sam Howell's been sacked 24 times, uh, the most in the league. Um, but it it's kind of tough to get excited about the Chicago pass rush in general. <laughs> um, and uh, on the other side, Justin Fields has been sacked 17 times this season, which is third in the league. 
And that Washington D-line is beefy and ferocious. So that's exciting. Um, so, yeah, the Bears, not too exciting. The Washington line, D-line could have a real nice day. And Chase Young, right? Um, you know, he, he struggled to uh, stay healthy. And, and he had he really performed when he came back. But this year, he's he's been – he missed the first week. But since he's been back, he's had an 80% snap share, a 16% pressure rate. And, he, and he's been playing well. And this matchup is spicy. So, Man, I'm kind of pumped to watch Chase Young uh, Thursday night and, and see if he can get Sam Howell a few more times because that seems to be a, a trend. Yeah, I'm with you. I love Chase Young in this matchup. I mean, Justin Fields, like you said, he's second in the league in pressure dropbacks as well with 73. Wow. That pressure to sack conversion rate is top 10 for him at 22%. Um, and the, the nice thing about Chase Young, he's, he's really had no limitations in playing time. The, the, at least the past two weeks, he's been over 80% of defensive snaps as well, like you said. So already 16 pressures on the year in three games, two and a half sacks as well. Um, 70.2 pass rush grade. So I'm high on Chase Young this week. I have him as edge 10, um, potentially uh, a big game, uh, I would think, against Chicago if they continue to play the way they have, which, I mean, they really haven't shown like a ton <laughs> of uh, reason for optimism. Although last game was like, it was fine. It was good. I mean, they still yeah. waited to lose the game, <laughs> but um, we'll, we'll see an aberration in as far as their positive play goes but yeah that that offensive line that justin fields taking sacks has not changed um since he's entered the nfl basically yeah it's uh it's been tough and it's a pretty brutal matchup this week even when you're talking chase young montez sweat and then on the inside Duran Payne and jonathan allen are a, a freaking handful as well so yeah um yeah it'll, it'll be fun for us idp gamers to to watch the uh carnage potentially <laughs> that, that's the nice thing right like whenever we get these like downer matchups like in prime time there's at least yeah. always some yeah. IDP stuff to kind of pay attention to even if the offensive side of the ball isn't that exciting um so yeah I, i'm looking forward to it that washington defensive line is nasty um the other player that i that i like in this game cameron curl um yeah. who has just been a, a great start to the year he's played nearly half of his snaps in the box this year 48 percent um they're giving him a little bit of blitzing opportunities uh, each week as well which could also pay off against the bears if he continues to do that um it's not a lot it's like two to three a game but that that's already led to more blitz attempts than he's had all of last season so it gives him a chance to kind of get those big plays up potentially um i know the nfl credited him credited him with a sack last week hopefully that doesn't change um because even though i think it was a like a jalen hurts slide just before in front of camera curl it was short of the line of scrimmage um so we would call that a sack i guess but um man camera curl very exciting player i think you know he's in legitimate contention for like safety one rest of season. I have him as safety two this week, I believe. Derwin James is on a bye week, so that does that does matter. Um, but yeah, he's safety seven on the year so far with PFF scoring. Um, and he's doing it on like much more sustainable usage and production rate right now, which I trust a lot more on than banking, like banking on interceptions and things like that. So uh very excited about Cameron Curl. Yeah, me too. I mean, like you said, the ideal usage. I mean, he plays up tight. He gets some uh, blitz opportunities, and he's just all around productive. And I mean, his his usage just creates such a nice floor each week. You feel great playing him. And when Derwin James is on a buy camp, curls safety one. I agree with you. Let's let's go. <laughs> yeah, he's he's been so good, dude. He's just he's been awesome. Yeah. I, I love camera curl getting that usage. Um, 
what about the, so the Chicago side? I, I know you mentioned not loving the the defensive line, and and yeah, I definitely don't blame you. It's it's a tough one to love. Um, they they basically have a face that only a mother could love over there. That <laughs> defensive line. Is there anybody else in Chicago that you're interested in for this game? Um, if we're you know deep league pass rusher, just because Sam Hall gets sacked so much, I mean maybe Yannick Ngakwe gets home for one. If you got to give him a shot, why not? I mean it, the the opportunity's there, right? I mean if you got to throw him Yannick Ngakwe or Demarcus Walker or whoever, if you got to take a shot, um, you know why not? Sure, you know <laughs> yeah. in, in your deep leagues, um, you know the linebackers, we know who's going to be out there. Tremaine Edmonds, TJ Edwards. Um, I think Eddie Jackson's been ruled out. Yes. I believe. So it'll be Elijah Hicks yep. um, and Brisker. Um, obviously, Brisker's the more exciting option there. But, um, yeah, you know, we know what the linebackers look like. If you want to take a shot on a, uh, one of them edge rushers because you need to, it's bye weeks, injuries. You need a warm body that's going to get some snaps or a nice uh, opportunity to get home for one against Howell, Sam Howell and that Washington line. What the hell, you know, <laughs> you're right. Yeah. It, it's worth a dart throw if you're desperate yeah. um, just because of the history of, of Sam Howell taking sacks, right? Like you said. Yeah. So, but yeah, I, yeah. TJ Edwards, Tremaine Edmonds, Jaquan Brisker. Those are the guys, right? Kyler yeah. Gordon's still on IR, I believe. Um, yeah. So it'll be a, like a mini bye week for them. At least maybe he gets back. I think he should be eligible after this week to come back if he's healthy. So that's somebody to kind of keep an eye out for as well um, for CB required leagues. But yeah, there's not a lot left in Chicago. So let, let, yeah. let's just move on to uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's go on to the the London game, another London game. Um, and it's Jacksonville once again um, playing the Buffalo Bills over there. Um, so I guess to start, the one for me, I, well, the let's talk about, I mean, Josh Allen, um, he's the hat trick king here yeah. early in the year. That's Josh Allen of the Jacksonville Jaguars coming off his second game um, with three sacks already this year. Uh, if you remember the last time that these two teams played each other, it was the Josh Allen versus Josh Allen game, um, which I think is like two years ago now. Um, yeah, I think I so. I think it was like, yeah, right. So yeah, he had like a sack and interception. I think there was a yeah. fumble recovery in there. So I I'm hoping for another big IDP Josh Allen game um, to come up big against uh, QB Josh Allen um, for the brand. So I uh, do love to see him. I, I keeping Josh Allen in my top 10. Um, the other edge rusher though, Trayvon Walker, uh, just two sacks on the year, which, which is fine. That's actually not bad, but really kind of mid pass rush metrics so far 60.7 pass rush grade just eight pressures um despite playing a ton he's played 82 percent of defensive snaps not a lot of positive development for walker in year two we kind of knew this guy was a work in progress and would take some time coming out I, you know I, I said this at the time they drafted him jacksonville was basically playing the, the mystery box game with trayvon walker right mm -hmm. where they were hoping he could maybe turn into a player like aiden hutchinson yeah um, instead of just drafting aiden hutchinson but insane we'll see yeah <laughs> there, there's definitely time for him to still develop we, we do have to be patient with these edge rushers especially like these athletic freaks like Trayvon Walker so giving him a bit more time but I mean just given how dominant Hutch looks already um and we'll talk about him in a bit it just feels like like an L right now for the Jags so hopefully Trayvon Walker could turn it around still lots of time for him but how are you feeling about Walker any optimism for him going forward um, you know, I always think of you, you know, you've talked a lot about it takes 
you know, into the third year for these pass rushers. You've yeah. covered that in length and, and really well in a lot of uh, different podcasts um, since Walker's been in the league and other guys. Um, so, you know, I am holding out some hope. He, he's got all the traits, the size, the length, the athleticism, right? And, and he's getting plenty of opportunity to see if he can figure it out. I mean, the pressure rate was 7% pressure rate this year. is not great. So, uh, you know, he's got a couple sacks, like you said, which is fine. But, like, his metrics aren't quite, you know, what we're hoping for to see progress. But, you know, I'm holding out hope that he does figure it out. Um, you know, like you said, they were hoping to get a guy like Aiden Hutchinson and they could have just had Aiden Hutchinson. So <laughs> it still blows my mind. But I, I do – like, I don't hate Trevon Walker at all. I, you know, I, I still am holding out hope that he figures it out because there's a lot to work with in his game. Yeah. Um, you know, it, you'd think Jacksonville's going to bring back Josh Allen and get that contract figured out. And that could, I always thought that would be a really nice duo, you know, if Walker does figure it out. But yeah. um, so I'm still, still, still holding on hope for Walker. You know, if this year doesn't look great, I'm going to sit there and hold on to that year three. Yeah. Jump hard leaf. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm with you. I, I mean, I think that's where, like, if he starts to show like any signs of life, like this season, like even if he doesn't necessarily have the sacks, but that you see those pass rush metrics kind of come yep. up a bit. I think like dynasty managers could potentially be looking to buy him next yeah. off season. Right. And, and, and yep. get in on that um, increase in um, productivity and development a little bit early um, before he actually like hits his prime, which yeah, it may come year three. It, it might be year four. We, we don't right. know. Right. Like it, the potential is there, but definitely still a work in progress for um, Trayvon Walker. But uh, other things for Jacksonville, Chad Muma, I, I guess, I mean, Devin Lloyd didn't travel with the team to London, yep. right? So it's yep. Muma again this week. Um, he's playing an every down role. Uh, the Bills through the first three weeks allowed the third most tackles to the linebacker position um, this season as well. I'll, I'll update those numbers on Friday, but I don't have them through four weeks. But um, that, that's a nice matchup for for Chad Muma for Foye Aluakun. Obviously, um, he's in there. So I think I have uh, Muma at like LB sixteen this week. So I'm higher on him um, than I have than I was even last week. I think. Nice. Yeah, no, I like Muma as well. Like you said, the matchup's nice. Um, he, he's, he played what was like 98% of the snaps, just about all of them last week. Yeah. I think it was. Um, so, and he's going to be there again. Like you said, Lloyd didn't travel to London, so he's out again. So it's going to be uh, Muma in Aluakin and um, he's going to get plenty of run a good matchup. And then after this week, we hope, you know, it was a decent, decent week for him last week. Hopefully he has a good week this week. And then we got to see what it looks like if Lloyd does come back week six and assess that second spot in Jacksonville. But yeah, definitely fire up Muma this week um, because it's a, it's a nice matchup and you know, he's going to be out there a bunch barring injury, of course, but um, right. yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm down with you there. I'm for sure. I, I like Muma. I think you were a Muma fan too, coming out of Wyoming. And I, I like to see him get some run to see if he can, uh, you know, progress and, and you know see if he can hang on that role when you never know right yeah i, I mean we saw it last year right where yeah. where moba started to kind of mix in there even with devin lloyd a first round pick um at, yeah. i think lloyd it's just like a thumb injury or something like yeah. that right like it's nothing yeah. major so it's like a minor surgery or something so yeah so i, I don't know i don't know how long that that would keep him out i obviously didn't travel with the team so that adds some additional time for Muma, but I'd imagine he's back then for the next game. Um, but I think the thing to kind of keep an eye on is like you said, is if Muma can, can still work his way in there. If he impresses in these two games is kind of like a, a showcase basically as what they have yeah. as an every down linebacker. Cause obviously they've, they've felt a little bit, I guess, uncomfortable with Devin Lloyd so far, right. just based on what they did last year and um, yep. their willingness to kind of take him out already this year. 
ideally we'd love to see one of them just take that role so we know who the hell to put in the lineup each week and feel good about it. <laughs> that would be nice. Yeah, that would be nice. It's always uh, yeah, pain in the ass. Like we don't want a Browns or, or Steelers yeah. situation here where these yeah. guys are all over the map. But yeah, yeah. hopefully, hopefully. Right. Um, how about the on the Buffalo side? Or is there anything else on, on Jacksonville that, that you think is worth talking about? No, man, I think that's that pretty much pretty much covers it. Sweet. Yeah. So for the Buffalo side, basically the only thing that I wrote down, Jordan Poyer didn't play last week. Um, I don't know. He, I think he's still questionable this week. Taylor Rapp filled in. He had six tackles um, last week, which was second on the team. But that's just basically a waiver wire yeah. option here for us. Um, and then, I mean, anything else for Buffalo? It's, it's a defense. We kind of know what they are, yeah. right? Yeah, exactly. I, I did see uh, earlier Poyer practice today, so just something to watch to see if he's going to going to be able to go this week. If not, like you said, Taylor Rapp filled in, he's probably sitting on waiver wires all over because he hasn't had much of a role leading up uh, to week four. So, yeah. but yeah, like you said, we know the defense, you know, Terrell Bernard, Matt Milano, they're out there nonstop, right? It's Micah Hyde Poyer when Poyer's right, if not Rapp and, you know, the edge rushers play, you know, all over, they rotate and, <laughs> and bring them in. <laughs> yeah. Even Gregory Russo, right? Like I, I think I have him as yeah. edge 15 this week. Cause it's, it's not a terrible matchup, but right. it's just, I think he's played below 60% of snaps last week. Right. So it's not like ideal um, for, for edge rushers, but he's, he's just a really solid player. So yeah, I, there, I do there's like potential Russell. there. Yeah. Yeah. Now for sure. I think he's a talented guy for sure. Yeah. He can, he can get work done with a 60% snap share. Just, you just would love to see him in that 70, mid-70 range. It's just not what Buffalo does, though. Yeah, yeah, unfortunately. And then Von Miller, I, I think yeah. they've activated him too, right? So he could potentially yeah. be coming back. Leonard Floyd is there. Um, so we'll see what that kind of looks like going forward. But let's move on to the, the Baltimore Ravens and the Pittsburgh Steelers here. Um, okay, where, where do you want to start uh, with this game? Yeah, this, this Ravens defensive line, that is – or edge rush group, whatever you want to call it. Uh, they are banged up, man. David yeah. Jabos on IR with a knee injury. Uh, he had that previous Achilles injury, you know, going his rookie year, just brutal. Um, there's some questions if he'll even return this year, I had been reading, so that's a bummer. Modafe um, Owe has missed the past couple of games with an ankle injury. Uh, Tyus Bowser is eligible to return soon. Uh, this unit's completely banged up. Um, it's been Jadavian Clowney, Tavius Robinson, who was their fourth-round pick in 2022. They just signed Kyle Van Noy. Yeah. Um, shout out to a fellow Kyle. Um, <laughs> that's about all I got there. And uh, Jeremiah Moo, another sweet name. So yeah, um, yeah that's the that's your edge rush group, pass rush group, and it's it's something because they're just banged right up, man. Yeah, it's too bad too because this is like a, a really good matchup for for pass yeah. rushers. I mean, the Steelers, I believe they ranked dead last in in pass block. Black pass blocking grade for us this season. So Kenny Pickett's also dealing with a knee injury. Um, so there's like potential there for for sacks. I mean, I hope Odafe Owe comes back this week. Yeah. He's he was he actually showed some signs of life this year already, like in the limited snaps that he's played. So I think he could potentially be somebody that we're we're rostering going forward if he's healthy. Um, but Jadavian Clowney is just, I mean, they've had to play him a ton, right? Yeah. I think he's got 19 pressures already, which are basically all volume based from just being <laughs> on the field so yeah. much. So he could potentially be in play this week as well. If, uh, if always not there, but if always there, I would, I would pick him up and, and try to stream him against the Steelers team. If you need to, I like that call. Yeah, for sure. Nice. Um, and then the other player on, on Baltimore, uh, we're talking about, I mean, we know Roquan Smith, we know Patrick queen, but yep. Kyle Hamilton, um, 
the usage did shift uh, a little bit this past week, right? So last week he played almost exclusively in the slot. This week we saw it shift again where he played a little bit more deep. And so I was looking and Daryl Worley was manning the, the deep safety role, but then he got hurt early. So Hamilton had to shift from the slot to that safety role again, um, which kind of messed up like his usage, which we thought was going to stick last week. Um, but I think Marcus Williams should be back this week. I, I believe he practiced um, at least today. So th th we've been saying that every week, but I think he actually <laughs> is back this week. Um, and hopefully he stays healthy so that we can kind of put an end to this mixing and matching in the yep. Ravens secondary, right? It's it's really the only thing that's going to keep Hamilton's deployment um, ideal for IDP is, is having like consistency there among the personnel because, man, the amount of injuries in Baltimore every single year um, and again, this year, who knows how long um, it'll last, but we still love Kyle Hamilton. Yeah, for sure. I, I mean, I shouted out Kyle Van Noy, so we got to shout out K. Hamilton. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's the real Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely, man. Yeah, it, and it was nice. He, he got the interception last week. That helped yeah. salvage his day, too, because it, yep. it was a quieter day um, because of the, the shift in role again. Right, but, um, especially after that monster week three, right? Oh, I mean, just blew up. The, like you said, the, that playing that slot slot role in that usage was just awesome. We were hoping for it to continue. And then, like you said, salvage his day. I think he had like five tackles, and a, you know, that pick was huge, obviously. But, but, yeah, let's get healthy and get him up there so he can just you know tear it up and give us a ton of points. Yeah, that's that's the hope, man. That's I, what we I want. want. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna leave him ranked in the in the top ten yeah, again this week. Absolutely. Um, uh, anything else for for Baltimore, or you want to move to the Steelers? No, yeah, let's let's uh, roll to Pittsburgh. All right. Anything on the the Steelers? Where do you want to start with Pittsburgh? Yeah, let's uh, the the Pittsburgh the the linebackers. Um, it's been a, a pretty frustrating rotation. It, you know, it, it's what we had seen in the past with them. I, for one, was really hoping Cole Holcomb would break that mold. He got paid well, and and I thought he had the game to do that. Um, he does lead the unit with an eighty three percent snap share right now. But I was really hoping that would be in that you know ninety mid ninety percent because I, I thought that's why they brought him in. But they've been doing more of the same. Um, so Elander Roberts, he's only cracked a 50% snap share once, and that was in week four. And uh, Quan Alexander saw his lowest snap share of the year at 38% this week. So, you know, Holcomb, you know, sees the majority of the work, obviously, and the other two, man, it's uh, it's it's tough to figure out. It's it's, it's a crap show. Um, you know, the, you got to – you got to think Holcomb, you can play, obviously, you know, he's going to be out there enough, but the other two are tough to trust unless you have to in like deep roster leagues, right? I think so. Yeah. It's th this rotation sucks. It, it does. You know, it, it kind of, it is what it is. Like we, we should expect it at this point and, and 88 to, to 90%, that's perfectly fine, but we know that it, it's going to dip up and down with, with Cole Holcomb just because of the way the Steelers deploy yep. these guys and, it's based on situation and stuff like that, which which makes yeah. sense from an NFL standpoint, but it, it sucks for IDP purposes, um, which is too bad because th this is another good matchup for linebackers as well against the Ravens. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I'm with you. I, I, I'm not overly interested in any of them outside of Holcomb, who I have as LB 37 this week. So like high end LB four, basically. Um, so that that's really where. I pretty much stop with this this Steelers yep. linebacker uh, rotation um, deeper leagues, sure, but yeah, it, it's Holcomb or bust here. Yeah, I'm with you, man. Like you said, the matchup's nice, so Holcomb should be fine. As like you said, you know, LB four, LB three, whatever. If you gotta, mm -hmm. but yeah, the other two, it's tough, tough to trust. If you have to, you have to. But like you said, they deploy them a certain way, and it is what it is. 
Yeah, big time. Um, yeah. And then anything else on the Steelers um, for you? Like, um, not not so much. I mean, we know Minka what Minka is, and you know T.J. Watt and yeah. uh, Alex Highsmith. You know, they uh, yeah. they get after it, and you know they they're the the ballers on the edge. So they are, yeah, and and. It should be again decent matchup. I think Lamar has yeah. the the seventh highest pressure to sack conversion rate in the league at, at near twenty four percent. So T.J. Watt, Alex Highsmith, they were quiet last week. Potential yep. here for for them to kind of get back on the board. Um, yep. All right, let's go to the Carolina Panthers at the Detroit Lions. Um, let's start with uh, let's go with Yeter Gross Matos um, because. He's had a he's got a three game sack streak going. Um, he's playing you know an okay amount of snaps. Week three I think was his season high in snap share at sixty nine percent, but he was in the fifties uh, in snap share previously. This I don't know. This is not a player I'm I'm trusting. I just I just can't do it. It's I know the three game sack streak is nice. Seventy two point six pass rush grade looks nice and all but draws the lions this week as well, who ranked top five in pass block grade this year. Um, this was a guy that last year ranked 125th out of 125 or 129 edge defenders in pass rush grade with a 49.5. And he played almost 850 defensive snaps on the year. So I, I got to say, no, thank you. I, I'm not buying it. I think he'll turn back into a gross pumpkin here um, very soon. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm with you, man. Um, it, it hasn't been great, you know, leading up to the year for Gross Patos, who we, you know, had some, you know, hope for early on in his career. He was a second-round pick, I believe, um, when they took him. And, um, yeah. yeah, he stole the – right, the sack streak looks great and all, but it's like window dressing or whatever. I just yeah. don't I'm, – I'm not into it, man. Uh, yeah, Gross Pumpkin for sure. Uh, <laughs> again, especially against Detroit. It's not a great matchup, and I'm not a huge fan of uh, Gross Patos. So I, I, I don't think he goes for another one here. Yeah, I, I I'd be shocked if if he kept the streak yeah. going. Basically, um, if he does, that's great. I you know, good for yeah. him and and good for anybody that that has to start him. But yeah, for sure, uh, we're just keeping our head on a swivel here with Gross Patos and and trying to find better options off the waiver wire if we yeah. can. Um, how about the Panthers linebackers? Because this was this was kind of weird last week, right? Uh, yeah. Frankie Louvu was the only every down linebacker. That's great. We love Frankie Louvu, but Shaq Thompson on IR. So we thought KGH, Kamagruger Hill would play a bigger role this week. Um, but it was, yeah, K- KGH and Chandler Wooten, um, who everyone knows him, right? Um, yeah. yeah. They, they, yeah. Uh, they both played fewer than 30% of snaps. Dion Jones gets health bombed by the Panthers last week, which. What a fall for for Jones getting healthy scratched for for Chandler Wooten. I mean, geez, uh, and it gave the Vikings their first W at last week as well. So I don't know that. I mean, I'm keeping an eye on it to see if there was maybe some injury stuff there or what the why KGH only played less than thirty percent of snaps. But I, I know they utilized Jeremy Chin a little bit to, in the box a little bit more this past week, even though he wasn't a full time player. So. It's really weird. I'm, I'm staying away from this group other than Frankie Louvu. Um, how, how do you feel about it? Do you have a better yeah. read on this? No, I'm, I'm with you, man. This this is 
insane to try to figure out because we thought it would be Gruget Hill, right? When uh, Jack Thompson got hurt, he filled in, and then it was Deion Jones, and then he was a healthy scratch or lost a thumb wrestle war to Chandler Wooten or whatever the hell happened before the game. Well, I mean, what is that? What's going on here? It's so um, weird. Yeah, so then Gruget Hill plays 14 snaps this week, and yeah, I, I'm definitely not touching any. It's Frankie Louvu's awesome. Um, yeah. You know, I'm all, all for Frankie Louvain after that, like just leaving it alone and just seeing what random name pops up this week and gets like seven snaps or 14 snaps or whatever. Um, <laughs> just wild. It's so weird, man. And yeah. yeah. Look, Ian Jones was for like a short period was like one of the league's best linebackers, yeah. like overall. And now, now getting healthy scratch for Chandler Wooten. I mean, that is a fall from grace if I've ever seen one. But yeah, it's um, yeah, we, we love Frankie Louvu though. I think I have him as LB5 this week. A really nice matchup against a run-heavy uh, Detroit Lions as well. So fire Frankie Louvu up, but be wary of any of the other um, Panthers linebackers if you're thinking about it. Yep. Uh, how about Jeremy Chin? We've been talking about him every single week, um, but, but another guy that's kind of fallen on bad times here, relegated into like a nickel corner role for the most part. He did, like I said, fill in a little bit in the box last week, which helped him. Um, you know, that would help maybe the team not utilize as many of the linebackers, but still just 65% of snaps. Are, are you, do you have any interest in Jeremy Chan? He had a productive game, six tackles and a sack, but any interest in him going forward? Yeah, the, the box score was nice, but like the snap share, 65%. No, man, it's like, yeah. it's not good. And with all this linebacker shenanigans, you'd think, I mean, you would just think Chin would get some more run, right? Because he can play up in the box or whatever. It wasn't the case, so I – that was like one of the first things I wanted to look into, you know, was, well, you know, first off, what, what does the linebacker snaps look like this right. week after last week, it was Deion Jones getting the start and whatever. And then, you know, to see Jeremy Chin with a 65% snap share, granted, you know, we're playing Charlie Wooten or whatever his name is. <laughs> it's like insane. Now, yeah, I, the Chin's tough to trust. If you have to, you have to, right. But like, yeah, this is uh, just not ideal. Yeah, I, I'm sure there's people in, in deep leagues who drafted him highly yeah. and, and don't have like a lot of options. I mean, there should be plenty of DB options on the waiver wire, but even in deeper leagues, like I get it if you have to put him in there and, and hope for that kind of production again. But even when Xavier Woods went down, he didn't even fill in that safety role, which is weird. Sam Franklin yeah. came in at that. So I don't know what uh, what the thinking is there with Jeremy Chin. Obviously, the team's not a fan um, or as big right. of fans as him, but um let's go to the lions because we, we touched on it here a, a little bit we, we talked about um the great aiden hutchinson just been dominant to start the year right 89.8 pass rush grade it ranks seventh among edge defenders total for total 27 pressures so far which is tied for first three and a half sacks on the year um he's averaged over 90 percent of the team's defensive snaps played I, I think he's a locked in top 12, potentially top 10 edge candidate on a weekly basis. Um, this week, he's going up against the Panthers, who rank 29th in pass blocking grade uh, with a 43.5, and Bryce Young, who has a top 10 highest pressure to sack conversion rate as well. Um, I have Aiden Hutchinson as edge five this week. Uh, so, very excited about uh, what he can do. How, how do you feel about Hutch here in year two? Yeah, Hutch is he's a beast, man. He didn't, uh, you know, he didn't have any sacks early, right? But if you the first week or two or whatever, but we knew if you watched the game, you knew he was getting there. Like that yeah. Chiefs game the first week, 
Like he was just creating all sorts of havoc off the edge. They kicked him in. He was just destroying stuff everywhere. He was just a problem. Um, like you said, the 91% snap share, the volume's awesome. Um, just under a 16% pressure rate. Um, the, the dude's just a beast. The matchup's nice, you know, against Carolina. Like you said, I, I love Aiden Hutchinson this week and going forward, man, he's, he's just awesome. He gets it done and he's got a motor that doesn't quit. You know, he's, yeah. just, he's, he's a dude off the edge. Yeah, he, he's an absolute animal. And, and like, like I said, like over 90% snap share, that, that's, that's just amazing. Like that's mm-hmm. Max Crosby levels of, of yeah. uh, volume, right? So right. Um, you, you got to fire him up, especially when the pass rush metrics are as good as they are. And he looks as good as he is. So um, the other thing, the other storyline here <laughs> in, in Detroit uh, is Jack Campbell, forgotten son. Uh, Dan Campbell, obviously, um, Dan Campbell, obviously not a believer in, in nepotism and giving yeah. his son the, the full-time linebacker role that we had hoped for this off season. Uh, what, is, what is your confidence level, I guess, on Jack Campbell that he'll be, I guess, a consistent IDP starter by the end of the year. So doesn't even have to be like LB one in Detroit, but maybe he's consistently seeing like 75% plus of snaps. So medium to deeper leagues can kind of plug him in. Do you feel like that is at least possible for him this year? Do you feel optimistic that we could see that? I mean, I, I do think there's a chance for, you know, looking at the screen here, Derek Barnes had a 73.7% snap share. That's two weeks in a row. He's had 70% snap yeah. shares. Now, why the hell is he playing this, this much? Why isn't Jack play your son, Dan Campbell? Why aren't you playing your own son here? Let's go. Yeah. So, I mean, it's tough. Like we're tired of Alex Anzalone. I don't know why Derek Barnes is out there a bunch, but I mean, I think at some point Jack Campbell is going to take Derek Barnes snaps. I'm, I will will it to happen. If I have to, but um, it's this is it's tough in redraft to uh, to watch this if if you drafted him. Dynasty, um, he's fine, right? It's it's yeah. the long game, the investment. He's a top twenty pick. He's a good player. His game fits IDP production. You know, I, Dynasty, I'm fine. I'm not even worried. But uh, redraft's not ideal right now. But I do think if Derek Barnes is playing seventy plus percent of snaps for a couple weeks here, I think Jack Campbell can get there at some point. I just don't know what. What did he did to his dad to piss him <laughs> off to not get that snap share? I don't know what he did to Dan, but yeah. Dan's disowned him. I, I don't know what the hell yeah. is going on. Man. I don't know. He's got to clean his room or something. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it, it, it's bizarre, man. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm I'm with you though. I you got to figure that he he climbs that depth chart at least to the LB two spot by yeah. by the end of the year, maybe post bye week or something like that yeah. is is when it happens. But oh, God, it is. Uh, absolute mess in in Detroit among their at least among their linebackers right now. So yeah. it's working for them. They, they've had success this year, um, but you know uh, maybe if they they start to lose a couple games, um, that they'll give their heads a shake and and, and shake things up there in the yeah. linebacker core. I, I don't know. I'm just being you know throwing ideas out there, but we'll oh, see. Oh yeah, we got will uh, it, man. Will it happen? Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's go to the the Houston Texans and the Atlanta Falcons. Um, where do you want to start uh, with Houston or Atlanta? Now let's talk about the uh, Houston pass rushers. Uh, Will Anderson, the highly talented rookie, um, he, he's playing well. He's grading well. He's got a seventy six point seven defensive grade and a seventy point seven pass rush grade. So you'll love to see that um, right away as a rookie. He's, he's getting it done, playing well. Uh, he hasn't had a sack since week one, but they'll come. Uh, I'm a big fan of Anderson, and you know. 
I think he's solid for this year in redraft as well. I think that, I think you know he'll start getting some production rolling in in dynasty. Um, I think he should be like a coveted um, edge asset and overall IDP asset. I think he's just got the game to be a a real difference maker and elite player for you. So um, I, I'm really pumped about Will Anderson um, and then Jonathan Grenard. On the other side, he was a player I was super uh, excited about going into this year. Um, he struggled with health in 2022. We saw in 21, he emerged. He was like one of the few edge rushers off the waiver wire that you got that made a big difference because mm-hmm. those are hard to find in most leagues, yeah. you know, where you start. If you start three to four edge guys, it's tough to find guys that make a big difference, you know, throughout a good chunk of the year like Grenner did that year in 21. Um, 2023 is a contract year for him, so I thought he'd be – He'd be ready and eager to get the bag and have a big year. And now, he, you know, with uh, D'Amico Ryan's coming in and, and that, you know, defensive philosophy and getting a, a bookend like Will Anderson is going to be good for him. Um, he had his best week in week four um, with two sacks, three tackles for loss and three quarterback hits. So uh, love that. He's coming off a big game. And Anderson Grinnard have a – I think they have a decent matchup here against Desmond Ritter. He's been sacked 16, 16 times so far. So I like both these guys this week. Nice. Yeah. I'm with you. I I love Will Anderson. Um, I know he didn't get a sack last week, but did post like a new career high in pass rush grade 78.2. Albeit it was against the Steelers terrible pass blocking offensive line. But (laughs) look, it's like you said, it's another decent matchup this week, right? Against the Falcons, Desmond Ritter, third in the league in pressure to sack conversion rate. Um, Grinner too, like he got two sacks last week, again, against a bad Steelers offensive line. So not like overly excited about him, but I think I have him as edge 33 this week. I have uh, Will Anderson as edge 19. So, you know, I, I don't mind him this week. I, I, the only thing is I noticed his snap share has actually like kind of continued to drop each week. Yeah. So he was just 54% last week, which is interesting. Um, meanwhile, yeah, Jerry Hughes. Yeah, Jerry Hughes, who's in like year 36 of his NFL career, has, has seen his snap share <laughs> um, increase every week. So that's been interesting. But it, like I said, it, it's a fine matchup for, for Greenard. Yeah. If anyone picked him up off the waiver wire this past week, um, it's yeah. just to be kind of wary of the the overall opportunity, both in his total snaps decreasing and the opportunities to rush the passer with Atlanta being like a more run heavy team as well. So just some things to kind of keep in mind there. Um, oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, like I like Grenner, but you're absolutely right. Like the volume isn't super ideal. It's okay. But like he, like you said, you got him edge 33. That's where I like him. Right. If he's your, yeah. your, your third or fourth defensive lineman, I'm, I'm happy about that. I don't think he's an edge one or two by any means, right. but um, you know, I like, I liked him as like one of your last edge guys you are getting in drafts and stuff. Yeah. But, just a, it's a cool little duo with those two, a couple yeah. of young guys, you know, um, making stuff happen in a in a Houston defense that's getting better. Yeah, but it's yeah. a fun team, right? It, it's a offense defense. They're 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 on the they're on the come up there in Houston, yep. which I, I like to see. And another one of the fun players on this defense, yes. we got Hanky Two Toes. Um, <laughs> Denzel Perriman did return to practice uh, the, the, today, which I, I think is great to see, um, at, at least for me, for someone who's been talking him up this offseason and, and after week one. But it does likely mean that Hanky Two Toes will see maybe a slight snap decrease, probably down to that 85% range, which is fine in this defense. Um, but nice to see for for old Henry here, who we talked about this offseason, you and I um, yeah. having to beat out a bunch of the, the duck-sized horses, right, um, versus... <laughs> Yep. versus the one horse sized duck in Houston, yep. given the amount of like mid linebackers they have. And, and he made quick work uh, of those um, duck sized horses. So kudos to him getting up to that starting role. Um, and yeah, I think if uh, Perriman is back, then it's RIP to Christian Harris. So we can see uh, To'o To'o and uh, Perriman as the top two guys there. 
Yeah, I love it, man. Like that, one of the notes I had was I just I'm just curious to see what it looks like when Perryman does come back. Like, you know, Frankie or hey, Frankie, Hanky Two Toes. He had <laughs> he had already passed uh, Christian Harris and the duck size horses, all of them. Yeah. And uh, that already happened. And when Perryman comes back, I just kind of want to see what kind of snap share uh, Two Toes is getting because it's been awesome the past couple of weeks at that 95 percent back to back week. So, um, yeah. yeah, like you said, RIP to Harris more than likely. I think so. I, it feels like yeah. it, right? I mean, yeah. it just like seems like he's fallen out of favor there. Yeah. The the team is is obviously not impressed with what he's putting on tape, which which is fine. I, I mean, it, this is uh, we, we got another guy to kind of put in there, which is nice for IDP. Um, what was the other thing on Houston? Oh, Jalen Petrie um, yep. did come back last week, which was nice. Thirty seven point five percent in the box, which led the the Texan safety. So that was positive for him um but it was one of like a, it was a quiet game for him i think he only had a couple tackles um yep. in that one so probably going to be better going forward i would assume um i did move him to safety 16 uh this week but how do you feel about petrie he was a lot of people's like safety one coming into the year i was not that high on him but um confidence in him going forward yeah i mean like it's, it's good to see him back on the field right a slow first week back should be better days ahead i mean i'm, I'm right there with you with with petrie Nice. Um, how about on the Atlanta side? Uh, I, what did Josh call him last week? Um, Ocean Man's alter ego and and Ocean. Oh, what is the Tra- sisters? Ocean Trail. Tra- yeah, Ocean Trail. That's it. Yeah, Trail, oh, yeah. trail Mix. <laughs> trail. <laughs> that's 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 who. Ocean Trail's brother. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Nate Landman, uh, Nate Landman with a productive week four, right? Uh, you know, yeah. he only played 82% of snaps, so he's not like a locked in starter for every league size. He's playing less than what Troy Anderson was doing, which I think is understandable, but he, he's continued to grade well. He 83.7 uh, defensive grade on the year, which is fourth among linebackers. Um, I think I have him as like LB 34 this week, so LB three range for me. Um, Caden Ellis is still the guy, I know he had the lower production last week but i have caden ellis as lb14 I, I suspect that production kind of shifts back in his favor here if, if the usage remains the same but um yeah nate landman um perfectly fine waiver wire ad that that <laughs> could be productive when we need him to absolutely right i mean you know anderson unfortunately is going to be out for is he out for the year officially or is yeah, it just I so. yeah i mean I, I knew it was like a little bit trending that way and it was a pretty tough peck injury. But yeah, Nate Lambin, right? Caden Alice is the dude. He had a slow week this week. He had been fine the first three weeks, uh, solid yep. production. It, it'll be fine. Um, Nate Lambin, like you said, 82%. Snaps, 10 tackles, graded well. Um, yeah, you, you could do much worse as your LB3 or 4 in a week with four teams on a bye and injuries mounting up. So if you grabbed him up the waiver wire, um, yeah, fine. Fine start yeah. for sure. Great name. Yeah. Um, Great. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. <game>. Yeah. He's, <laughs> Just he's going to be a superhero and uh, just just fantastic stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. If, if they if they increase his snaps too, I mean to get to get above like eighty five percent or so and and keep that yeah. on a regular basis. This is a guy that with Troy Anderson out for the year, you could potentially be starting every single week if you need to, right? So yeah, um, just absolutely. a dirt cheap linebacker that you don't have to pay for. So um, yeah. that's what we we're always looking for. Yep. Um, all right, let's go to the New York Giants at the Miami Dolphins. Um, man, the Giants last week were a complete disaster. Uh, but that was on offense. Their, their defense, you know, they did what they could. At least Kayvon Thibodeau did. Um, yep. He got two sacks last week, which was nice to see. Uh, 
this week, tougher matchup against Miami. Two has only yeah. been sacked five times this year. Miami's seventh in pass blocking grade. Um, that Giants D-line is still good, though. That That is yeah. kind of their strength on, on this defense, I think, with, with Thibodeau and, and Dexter Lawrence and Leonard Williams. And Aziz Ojolari is back healthy. He came back last week as well, which was nice to see. We'll, we'll hope that he can be productive, too, because – these guys are good. They're they're good mm-hmm. players. I just I don't I don't know how I feel about them this week. I think I have Thibodeau oh, somewhere. I can't remember where I ranked him. Edge twenty five. Um, that's where I have him this week. Yeah, that's solid. Yeah, I definitely get that. I mean, you you like the fact he's got three sacks his last two. He's heating up. We know he's talented. Like you said, this D line is the strength of their defense. Him with Ojolari back, Dexter Lawrence, Leonard Williams. I mean, up front they're stout, and uh, it's a tough matchup though. But right, I, I like that the edge twenty five ranking. That's you know as a edge two or whatever for sure. Like mm-hmm. it's gonna be hard. To, it's hard to sit Tibbs if you got him right because you probably spent yeah. a, a decent pick on him and now he's heating up a little bit. So you're, you're gonna roll him up and hope for the best. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, anything else with the Giants? Any interest in their safeties? I mean, I, I know Xavier McKinney uh, w- was getting the like the box roll through the first three weeks, but we actually saw that change um, this past week where Jason Pinnock uh, started to get more of the box snaps. That I think just more something to kind of monitor going forward to see if that sticks or not. But McKinney was productive, but Pinnock also another one of those dirt cheap safeties from this yep. offseason that could be could be useful but yeah do you, do you have you been playing them at all do you how do you feel about those guys kind of going forward yeah i mean i have mckinney in quite a few spots i'm, I'm a mckinney fan i like his game mm-hmm. um you know another guy in a contract year um you know I, I, he's got some big play potential he's he's able to play in the box i, I do like mckinney uh pinnock like you said he's been free right you could get him off the waiver i had a couple of big games um early on but yeah i definitely want to keep an eye on uh, what the box usage starts to, how that's tilting because like you just like you're showing right on the screen right now but uh, it tilted pinx way a little bit a little bit more this week so that's definitely something to keep an eye on because that could be the maker or breaker if you had them both or if you're looking to play one or the other um you know if you had mckinney in, in one and you, you're making a decision with another safety and you see pinox get the box snaps and if you got pinock and you're debate between another guy and you see oh he's getting a little more usage up tight you know that, that could be something that could, you know, break the tie for you. So, yeah, definitely. I, I'm with you, man. That's something to monitor. Yeah, yeah, definitely something to monitor. Check out the the snap shares. Um, we keep those all in the PFF Fantasy Report uh, on PFF.com, so you can check those out. But then we also put them up here on the slides on the YouTube channel as well um, for the good listeners. Uh, let's go to Miami here. Andrew Van Ginkle has been decent um, to start yeah. the year, right? Yes. Like. He's actually been good. He's, you know, he's he's taking advantage of his opportunities. And and I think Jalen Phillips did return to practice, I think, as a limited participant today um, with that oblique injury, which is, is nice to see for him. But how do you feel about Van Ginkle, even if Phillips is back? Yeah, uh, Vic Fangio loves this guy, right? Yeah. It's insane. It's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> he, he's got sweet hair, a sweet name. Yeah. Like, let's go. Um, yeah, I mean, he's been playing, you know, we saw him get some box snaps early, um, early on. That was kind of a neat surprise. And then Jalen Phillips, when he's been out, he's been playing off the edge. And like you said, he's been playing pretty well. Um, yeah, the biggest thing is, is if Jalen Phillips comes back or not, Phillips is out, Van Ginkle's going to be on the edge and he's going to go up against Daniel Jones, who just got laid out 11 times. Was it? Yeah. Monday. (laughs) to Watch man. Um, so I think you got to like that matchup. You know, forget Van Ginkle if you know he's going to be out on the edge, right? Um, yeah. So, yeah, definitely want to keep an eye on Phillips is going to play. Um, 
and uh, curious about what Van Ginkle's role would be. You know, we, we have more more of an idea if if Phillips is out and then if he's playing, what does Fangio he Fangio loves this dude. What is he yeah. doing with him? Is he gonna eat into these box snaps? You know, and then um, that kind of leads me to the next guy I think we we're gonna talk about with David Long. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, so when Phillips is out and Van Ginkle's playing on the edge, David Long's seen his snap share go way up, right? And, and we were, you know, a little excited about him going to Miami and thought he could be the guy there. Um you know, before Vic Fangio in that defense, it didn't turn out that way to start the year, unfortunately. But that his his snaps are starting to creep up, and then in week four he was up to ninety three percent, which is awesome. And uh, Jerome Baker had that full time role initially, but his his snaps are starting to lessen. He's just not playing very well. And um, and uh, David Long, you know, like, has he done enough? When Phillips comes back and all the pieces are together, how do they fit? And where does David Long fit in? Has he, you know, kicked? Jerome Baker to the side is what's Van Ginkle doing? You know, like it, it's uh it's something I'm definitely very eager to see when all the pieces are back together in that Miami defense for sure. Yeah, me too. It's been, we only got like a really small taste of it, right? Just basically yeah. one game this year. So we, we don't know for sure what it's going to look like, but yeah, I, I think you're right. I think there's a chance that Jalen Phillips will, will go back to that edge role and then, because of Fangio's love for Van Ginkle, he probably plays a more off-ball yeah. linebacker, right? Yeah. And and yeah. that probably isn't a good sign for Jerome Baker because David Long now seems to have passed him on the depth chart, which is 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 good for IDP because I think people were more excited about David Long, probably paid up a little bit more for David Long yeah. than they did Jerome Baker. So that's a good thing. Um, and yeah, we I think we'll potentially see Van Ginkle and David Long as the two off-ball linebackers if Phillips is back, but. I really want Phillips to come back this this week, man, against Daniel Jones yeah. and that Giants defense yeah. or the offensive yeah. line. At that dude, that game was that was one of the Enough. worst Monday night football game. It was brutal to watch. Like I, I was flipping around looking for preseason hockey to watch because I, I just I could not stand watching this game with the penalties and just yeah. the terrible offense. So um yeah, if Jalen Phillips can take advantage of that, I'll be very happy. That'll make up for some of his lost time. Absolutely. Like the bar set 11 sacks last week. Let's see if Miami, Bradley Chubb, Van Ginkle. Yeah. Get Phillips them all can, in there. Can get like 15, 16 sacks or something and just go nuts. <laughs> yeah. Blitz Javon Holland a bunch too. Why yeah, not? Just exactly. Get in there. Just play everybody up on the line. Right. Just, yeah, just do Daniel it. Jones. Just send the house. <laughs> Yeah, we'll see. We'll see that Daniel Jones temperament put to put to test here against <laughs> Fangio's defense. Um, yeah, they'll oh, break him. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> uh, um, the only other thing I think from this game, really, if Deshaun Elliott is out again, uh, Brandon Jones yeah. was was the fill in here as an every down player. Didn't take the box snaps from Javon Holland, which is good because Javon Holland has been really good in that role. But nice to see Brandon Jones back out on the field again after the t- torn ACL last year. And he's always kind of been like a really productive IDP safety when he's on the field. It's just getting him on the field has been kind of the issue. So we'll see what happens with Deshaun Elliott. Yeah, Absolutely. All right, let's go to the New Orleans Saints at the New England Patriots. Um, where do you want to start here? Should we talk about the uh, Saints LBs? Sure, let's do sure. it. Um, yeah, uh, Pete Werner, um, you know, snap share, 98% snap share on the year. Um, he's He's been – he's averaging eight and a half tackles a game. So he's been steady, you know, steady volume, steady tackles, but, like, just not much in the splash play department. 
So he's been fine if you're in those tackle-friendly leagues. Would love to see him get a few more plays behind the line and stuff. Um, but, yeah, steady steady Pete, right? Yeah. Um, Demario Davis, um, he had a nice start to the year, but he's at just eight tackles over his last two with no splash plays. It is output, and that was kind of his thing, right? He was making plays behind the line for us. Like, as he was getting – he was the, the crazy case of as he got older, he got better for IDP I and in, in general. I remember we had talked about that on a previous show. Yeah. It was just kind of wild. But, yeah, just a 9% tackle rate on the year for Davis, so it's just not been productive. Uh, Pete, Pete Steady and, and Demario Davis is just, you know, pretty tough to trust right now. But, yeah, but he does yeah. have the volume, right? Got the volume, but yeah, he's just yeah. been he's, the last few years just super, super inefficient as a tackler, yeah. and he's got the big plays every once in a while. He gets a sack in there, and, and that helps. But man, just yeah, not doing it as a tackler for the last couple of seasons. And yeah. Saints are like one of those more man-heavy defenses as well, which does hurt like linebacker tackle production. Yeah. But I, I think I'm with you. I, I would rather have Pete Werner over Demario Davis um, rest of the season, assuming these these snap shares remain the same, right? Yep. Yeah, for sure. Um, anything else on New Orleans? I, I mean, I don't know. This 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 defense isn't all that interesting to me. Anybody stand out for you? No. <laughs> no Let's go to New England and, and Bill Belichick then, because Bill's always giving us something to talk yeah. about. Uh, um, unfortunately, this one, it, Matt Judon uh, is looks like he's going to be out for a while, potentially the season. I, they haven't said uh, for sure, but out with a torn bicep tendon, I believe mm-hmm. it was. But um, I don't think this is necessarily going to be a case where somebody steps in to Judon's like full-time role. This was yeah. this guy was playing like up over 75% of the defensive snaps. It's probably going to be a committee approach in replacing him. He he's really been like a workhorse for Belichick since coming to New England like I guess 3 seasons ago, which we don't typically see in, in Belichick's defense, right? So I can't imagine that Belichick's going to expect um Josh Uche or, or Keon right. White to to just absorb those snaps, one of them um, I think it'll be a combination of the two or 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 more to fill that void. How, how do how do you how are you kind of looking at this situation? Yeah, I'm right with you. It's such a bummer. Um, you know, Matt Judon's one of the rare um reliable New England IDP assets because it's such a frustrating defense to try to figure out for us IDP players. But um yeah. Judon was one guy you could count on, and he was, you know, he had four sacks already on the year. It's such a bummer he got hurt. You hate to see it. Um yeah, like I'm right with you. I, I was like, I had a note here. You know, I would love to see Josh Uche get some more run. He's a he's a fun player and yeah. he can get it done, man. We've seen him, you know, really have some nice games. And um, but he played just 18 snaps in week four, um, and we don't know what the hell Bill's gonna do, right? Like you said, it could be Uche getting a few more. It could be Keon White. It could be um, who knows? Anybody? Some guys sit on the couch right now. Maybe they'll sign Kyle Van Noy. I don't know. <laughs> you know, it's like, uh, yeah. So I mean, I'm keeping an eye on what. Uche snap shares one I'm going to keep an eye on after this week, but yeah, I'm not expecting him to just get this bulk of the snaps that, that um, Judon's leaving behind. Cause it's just not how they operate. That's not what Bill does. Unfortunately. Yeah, for sure. I, I, he, I think he really liked uh, Judon. So it's probably going to be a blow for, for their defense a little yeah. bit. And, and I wouldn't be surprised if we start to see him maybe utilize like Keon white on like early downs and maybe yeah. Josh Uche passing downs and just maybe Makes more sense. volume that way. But I don't know. It's going to be hard to trust these guys for IDP. If you're looking for the big plays, you're probably looking for for Josh Uche there, but deeper leaks only, really. Yeah, absolutely. Um, 
let's talk about another Kyle. This is the, this is the episode of Kyle's here. Yeah. Obviously we love Kyle Kyle's. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Kyle Duggar. So Duggar had a massive week, 15 yeah. overall tackles. Um, he played much more in the box this past week um, than he has previously, which is nice to see. So uh, over 50% of his snaps in the box, he did play fewer overall snaps. Um, he was playing hundred percent of snaps previously, just 90% this week, but I'll take it. I, if it means 10% fewer snaps yeah. on the game, but more, much more in the box, then then that's what we that's what we need, right? That's where he thrives. We need him to kind of be involved in the action. So love me some Kyle Duggar. I have him as a safety six this week. Yeah, I'm with you, man. If if Bill's gonna put the deal on the table where Duggar's gonna play 90% of the snaps, but all of them are gonna be in the box, I would shake his hand. I'd drive to Boston or New England or whatever and shake his hand and be like, let's go. Um, it was awesome, man. Yeah. We finally got this box heavy role and the production was fantastic. He carried me in a couple leagues. I have him in quite a few. Um, yeah. So just don't take this away from us, Bill, because we need it. Yeah, we need a bill. Um, we know you hate fantasy, but please yeah. for just give yeah. us one. Give us Kyle right? and we'll be yeah. happy. I mean, he, he hates fantasy. I think he hates himself, but don't just don't take this away from us, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> oh man um all right let's go to the the tennessee titans and the indianapolis colts a little afc south battle here um i guess let, let's start with the titans I, again not, another one of these defenses not like super interesting um their linebackers they're, they're another kind of one linebacker um, dime heavy team, but we did see Jack Gibbons play 77% of snaps um, this past week, which was nice. Uh, he was at 80% the, the week prior to that to, to last. So that was um, good to see. He was below 70% in each of the first two weeks. So I think it'll be interesting to see if Jack Gibbons, if this kind of increased snaps continue, which would make him a bit more trustworthy in lineups. But I also wouldn't be surprised if that dips back down again um, in week five here. So what's what do you, how, what's your comfort level here on, on Jack Gibbons? If you picked him up off the waiver wire, you feel okay starting, starting him if you, you're assuming 77% of snaps again? Yeah, right. I mean, if he's in that 70% range, um, you know, he's okay. Then, like you said, in deeper leagues, I grabbed him in a few few deeper leagues where I need a linebacker, and now we're hitting, you know, bye weeks. And I mean, I'm sure uh, everybody's been hit with injuries in a few spots. And if he's going to get around that 70% range, I mean, he's fine to throw out there. He's averaging seven and a half tackles a game. He gets you, you know, something each week. And, um, yeah, I'll be curious to see what his uh, his snapshot looks like, you said, because they're generally a dime-heavy team. Yeah. Um, we know Aziz Alshair is the guy, and he's starting to pick up a little steam too. But, um, yeah, Gibbons in deeper leagues, he's a fine option, right, um, as long as he's hovering in that 70% range for you. Yeah, that, that's where we want him to be. We don't want him to dip below 60%, which is definitely right. possible on on this yes. defense, right? Because I, I think they're third. They're still third in, in dime personnel rate um, this season. So there's that risk there with Gibbons. Um, so it's just something to kind of keep an eye on. If you did pick him up and just to watch those snaps, but anything else on Tennessee um, that you'd want to talk about? I, I don't know. Nah, nah I no. mean, yeah. Again, another team, we kind of know what they are for the most part, right? Like we know who Harold Landry is on the edge. Right. We know Diddy Guatry has been killing it. Yes. Um, Kevin Byer, Damani Hooker. Those guys are, are are solid safety options. The corners are what they are, but yeah, let's, let's talk about Indianapolis. I like um, it. <laughs> so last week, we, Josh was on. 
obviously a Colts fan. Um, yep. and he's, he's convinced that, that Shaquille Leonard is, is cooked and that EJ speed will take over. And honestly, definitely hard to rule it out at this point because he did leave last game, I think with a back injury and he didn't come back in. Um, I, w- I went back and I watched all of his snaps from the last two games and it, it, it's really hard to argue that he's the same player that he once mm. was, even just two years ago, right? I mean, I yeah. get why they don't want him in on passing downs. He, he looks super slow reacting to plays. He's not playing his zones properly. He definitely can't turn and stick with tight ends. But even in run defense, I think he shed one block over the last <sighs> two games combined. It was, it was nuts. He was just getting washed out consistently in the run game. I don't know if it's the back or what, but he doesn't look good out there, which is a bummer because this was once one of the league's best linebackers until major injuries have, have seemingly derailed him here. I, I had mentioned a couple weeks ago that speed isn't necessarily taking over for right. him. And, and this is more of a demotion for Leonard than not necessarily a promotion for speed, but man, I, I might be advocating for the latter at, at, at this point, just watching those, those snaps for Shaquille Leonard. Cause they, they, they were pretty rough. Yeah. It's been tough to watch, man. You know, the guy, the maniac, right. And he lived up yeah. to that nickname for the first few years. He was awesome to watch. And it's like you said, it's a bummer. He just hasn't looked good. And now he's hurt. I, I believe I saw today he didn't practice and they called it a groin injury. I'm not 100% uh-huh. sure. I thought that's what I had seen. Um, I could be wrong there, but I did see he didn't practice. Um, if he can't go, uh, yeah, like you said, they it would be it would be a big bump to EJ Speed because Speed had been, you know, like you said, they've been using him on third downs and and he's been playing like he, uh, he got on the screen. He had 54 or almost 55 percent of the snaps this week. Tough to trust that kind of snap share week to week for production. Right. But if if Leonard's out. Um, speed gets a big bump and now we're now we're talking right and if he plays well like you know you know speed's flash in the past and if he starts playing obviously they're more comfortable more comfortable with him on the money down so that tells you enough right there um and um so you know if leonard does miss time and speed plays well it yeah could be tough on leonard to really get back to even what he's getting now yeah and if josh says he's cooked shout out josh then i'm you know that's red flag that's a red flag big red flag (laughs) <laughs> yeah he's watching a lot of Colts games that yeah more more than I can handle but I mean the not the Colts aren't terrible but there, there's more interesting teams to watch that's for sure <laughs> but um yeah if, if Leonard can't go I mean definitely go out and immediately pick up EJ Speed if you yeah. can you might want to pick him up now even really just to kind of get ahead of it like you said if, yeah. if he's not practicing today um then th- that's that's a pretty big red flag already so yeah um other things on the Colts I think Quiddy Pay left last game with a concussion um, yep. so we'll see, we'll have to kind of see if he practices at all this week, but otherwise Dale Odeingbo and, uh, Samson Ebucam are the t- top two starters there and it's a decent matchup against Tennessee yep. as well. So, um, whoever's going there, you, you want to probably try to add those guys or fire them up in deeper leagues, um, as streaming options. Yeah. Like I had Dale Odeingbo written down as well. That's, that's a guy, right. With, if, uh, if, if Quiddy Pay doesn't make it through concussion protocol play, uh, Odeingbo gets some extra run. He's been in that, in that rotation, uh, pretty steadily anyway. I think he's right around 50% snapshot. So not like crazy volume, but he's got a firm role and he would get more obviously if Pay isn't able to go. And he's coming off his best week with a couple sacks or a sack and a half for quarterback hits and he gets six pressures. So nice day. And like, like you just said, uh, plus matchup against Tennessee. So he could be a good streamer, waiver wire guy for you for sure. Nice. Um, 
All right, let's move on and let's do a quick ad break here. And this is from our friends at Prize Picks. Um, Prize Picks is a skill-based, real money, daily fantasy sports game. Um, how does it work? You pick two to six players. If they will go more or less than their prize picks projection, um, you could win up to 25 times your money on any entry. So for example, Thursday night, Sam Howell over one and a half touchdown passes, DJ Moore over three and a half receptions. You bet the overs on those um, and then combine them with the rest of your picks. You could potentially be winning here on prize picks. Um, you're not competing against other people. It's just you versus the project projections. So go to prizepicks.com slash fantasy and use code fantasy for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, that's prizepicks.com slash fantasy and use code fantasy for a first deposit match up to $100. All righty. Uh, let's go to the Cincinnati Bengals and the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, where do you want to start in this game? Um, let's start with Jermaine Pratt. Um, yes. Pratt, yeah, he. It's uh, it's been a nice year for Jermaine Pratt. He's currently rocking a career best ninety percent snap share through four games. Um, his previous best was seventy six percent, which was last year. You know that was kind of like as as the LB two there, that's kind of where he hovered. So like this added volume is awesome. It's just great to see. It gives us another more confident option to roll it each week um, yeah. with Pratt. Um, he started off hot the first two weeks. He cooled off in week three. Uh, he recorded, you know, respectful seven tackles in week four. Um, I just love the fact that he's seeing a heftier workload um, alongside Logan Wilson. Pratt's a guy you could probably, you probably got at a really nice value in drafts later. And you were expecting to, for him to get that snapshot. He had generally gotten, you know, got in Cincinnati and to get this bump is, is just awesome. Yeah. Pratt's been really fun. And, and look, like you said, it was nice for him to kind of get back up over 90% again last week. Um, yeah. Uh, he led the team linebackers and tackles, but that there's potential that that snap count is going to bounce, bounce around again. Um, I'm sure, but I am noticing like some of these more man heavy defenses, um, we're seeing like the LB two there. So, so just the guy who isn't the full-time player necessarily like be more productive or, or at least be more efficient in terms of tackles. So you look at like Pete Werner versus Demario Davis in new Orleans. Um, yeah. We've seen it ha happen a few times already in Dallas with Damon Clark versus Leighton Vander Esch. Um, Michael McFadden has done it with, with Bobby O'Karake as well. So, I, I don't know. Maybe there's something there that, that I'll have to look into as I get more time and, and I'll report back. But it was just a thought I was thinking of what we were talking about Jermaine Pratt and I dig um, that. just how productive he's been. And, and maybe Logan Wilson not being as productive, um, even though he's playing a, a bit more snaps. Right. Yeah, for sure. All right. That's uh, I think you might be on something there. OK. All right. Good. I'm like going to look into it then and yeah. I'll yeah. put a little research paper together or something. I love it. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Like you don't have um, enough to do already, right? Yeah, yeah. I just like I like to add uh, little <laughs> yeah. projects to my plate um, for yeah. Any there's no free time allowed. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, anything else for Cincinnati? Um, Trey Hendrickson has been solid. Like a, yeah. he's got like a ninety plus pass rush grade on the year. Decent matchup for for this offensive line um, going against the Arizona Cardinals offensive line. Um, Dobbs. Josh Dobbs has actually done a good job avoiding sacks, but I, I still like Henderson Hendrickson uh, quite a bit. So I have him as edge 18 this week, but yeah, he's been know, solid. Any, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's him and Hubbard, right? They, 
you know, yeah. they're the dudes. And Hendrick, yeah, Hendricks has played well. Dax Hill's been been fun. Dax been sick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Nick Scott, um, you know, it's a nice little duo there. And in, in, as far as the Bengals safeties, for sure. Yeah. Um, how about on the Arizona side? What What do you want to go over on here? Yeah, about this uh, Arizona linebacking crew. Um, you know, Kaiser White. Uh, he he's the full time dude. He's the guy. Um, you know, he should be rock solid all season long, barring health, of course. Um, really like Kaiser White. Another guy that's probably a really nice value for you in drafts. Um, I think he should have a really nice year. Then uh, Chris Barnes popped up. Well, first off, it was Josh Woods. Right. Then he got dinged up. Chris Barnes popped up for uh, a couple weeks. Then he got leapfrogged by Ezekiel Turner this week. I think Chris Barnes just logged a few uh, special team snaps. Yep. If I uh, looked at the snaps right. Um, so yeah, that's just wild stuff. And then, so when Josh Woods comes back, there's a chance he leapfrogs Ezekiel Turner. And it's just a bunch of randomness after Kaiser White um, that I don't really want any part of right now. <laughs> Yeah, how about you? It, it, it is. It's hard to kind of get excited beyond yeah. um, guys you're white, considering the the guys that they've bounced in and out of there. But yeah, if Josh Woods is back this week, he, he should play that LB two role, which might be like three quarters of the snaps. I think is 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 probably his ceiling. So he's like LB like forty nine or something like that for me. So not somebody that yeah. I'm overly interested in, um, like you said. But Kaiser White definitely a, a guy that we gassed up last podcast. He, he let us down last week. It wasn't like the best game for him, but there, there always seems to be one um, that we, right. we talk highly about and then they let us down that week. So who will it be this week is, is the question, but um, white, I think should be perfectly productive going forward. Um, every down roll zone, heavy defense. Give me that all day for sure. Love it. Um, anything else from the Cardinal side of things? Um, no, it's just, that's about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's the, the Cardinals. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There ain't much, there's not much to get excited about because your white season. That's about it. Yeah, yeah. We've talked um, down Zayvon Collins quite enough on this podcast, <sighs> but uh, <laughs> we can move on to yeah. the Philadelphia Eagles and the Los Angeles Rams. Um, Hassan Reddick, uh, he lives. He, he finally got a sack last week. Um, it was a quiet start for him. But he was a guy that we talked about last week as well, said he kind of had to do it against the commanders or else we're kicking him to the curb. Um, so it, it's another good matchup here this week against the the Rams offensive line. So we'll see if he can kind of keep that momentum going. That That's kind of the guy that I'm watching the most Um this week, so I have him as yep. edge 16, so I'm pretty hopeful. Um, I, I know Stafford's slightly banged up, but that offensive line for the Rams has not been great uh, pass blocking, and I think there's more potential there for Hassan Reddick to kind of get going and build on that momentum that we got uh, from last week. Yeah, I'm with you, man. It was good to see him finally get get home for a sack, get right maybe a little bit here, and then another nice matchup against the Rams. Hopefully he can transition that and get some more momentum and, and have a better week this week too even. Um, because it hasn't been a good start for a guy that was awesome last year. Um, I know I took him in quite a few of these best balls that the boys at the right. IAP show were running in. Yeah, my my team's uh, hurting because of it. But, um, yeah, hope, so hopefully the, uh, you know, last week getting one under his belt, gets him going, and like you said, another nice matchup. Like, let's go. Keep him going, Reddick. Definitely. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I think I have I, – I ended up grabbing him in a few best balls as well. Yeah. This offseason um, – how about Nicholas Morrow? Um, just a massive game last week <laughs> with yeah. three sacks. Look, we're not expecting that again. He, he posted no. four pressures and three sacks on just seven pass rush attempts. All of a sudden, Nuts. you know, Nick Morrow turned into freaking 
Bobby Boucher. Um, <laughs> after, like, after two of like the most inefficient tackling games by a yes. full-time linebacker to start the season too. So yeah. I, I would probably expect some regression to the mean here, but yeah. still, you know, uh, uh, basically a 100% player until Nicobe Dean comes back. So you can plug him into lineups that I just don't expect. Yeah. The three sacks, but also hopefully don't expect the 5% tackle efficiency either. We got to figure that it gets better than that. Yeah. I mean, insanely inefficient when he first jumped into that full-time role, like the volume. Awesome. Right. You'd love to see that full-time role, you know, just about every snap and, but he just wasn't doing much with it. And then just, just explodes and gets three sacks uh, this week. It's like, come on, man. Yeah, like you said, don't expect that. Love the full-time role. Hopefully he gets a little more efficient with uh, with the tackles here going forward if he's going to continue to see that many snaps. But, yeah, just uh, cool to see, but, like, not going to be the norm. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't think so. Um, uh, what else for Philadelphia? There wasn't much else. I mean – Reed Blankenship's been great. Terrell yeah. Edmonds filled in last week because yep. Justin Evans was out, but I think yep. Justin Evans is back practicing this week, so he's most likely going to return um, to the starting lineup as well if you do have one of those two safeties um, in Philadelphia. Uh, and then for the Rams, let's go to the Rams here. Um, Aaron Donald, I, just, I wanted to just kind of point yeah. out Aaron Donald again because if there was any question um, that, you know, he was – not going to come back to what he was after that injury. He is all the way back. 91.5 pass rush grade last week, 92.3 for the year leads the position in pressures with 22. The man is still in his prime, still DT one until he decides to hang them up. Just unreal. Um, Aaron Donald. So just wanted to give him a shout out. Yeah. Just he should never leave your lineup as long as he's putting the cleats on. So never. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then the Rams edges too. Uh, th- these guys still never leave the field as well. This, this yeah. is crazy. Uh, Michael Hoyt and, and Byron Young, 95 plus percent <laughs> of snaps, lower production last week, but continuing to be very good, like volume based plays um, every single week. Yeah. Those guys are out there a ton, right? So they're going to fall into production, trip over guys, get a tackle, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. I still yeah. don't know how to say Michael Hoyt or Hex's name. I know. I, I'm just going to switch it up every week and just yeah. hope that, yeah. <laughs> I'm with you. I'm just going to go with whatever you say each week. Okay. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> oh, God. Anything else for um, this game? No, that's uh, Aaron Donald's the best. Let's. Um, he is. He really he's is. Gonna, let's have him play forever. So Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, all right, let's move on to the New York Jets and the Denver Broncos. Um, where do you want to start with the, with these two teams here? Uh, let's talk about Big Quinn and Williams. Um, so it, it's uh, it's not been an ideal start for Quinn and Williams in the sack column per se, right. but um, I think uh, just patience. I think the sacks are coming right. Um, pressure wise, he's got just under a fifty percent pressure rate on the year. Six pressures in each of his last two games. So like they're coming, right? The, mm-hmm. the metrics are there. The dude's a beast and I could easily see him serving up old Russ a sack lunch this week. Um, maybe for a couple. Yeah. Cause like it's coming, to. right? Yeah. It, it has to, he's been yeah. so good. Like, yeah. I, you know, well. I, yeah. It was a half sack last week that he got where he just like drove Joe Tooney straight back. Yes. Patrick yeah. Mahomes and made him fall down. And, 
yeah, I, yeah I, I don't think PFF actually credited him with that sack. So I, I got to talk to somebody there. Um, but uh, just, yeah, he's just been an awesome pass rusher, um, yeah. despite the lower sack production so far, like you said. But he's still been like productive overall. Right. He's got yeah. like a pass breakup, a fumble recovery. Yep. I think he's like 16 tackles, some QB hits in there. Um, he's doing a ton of stuff to fill out the stat sheet. I think once those sacks start to come as well, yep. um, then yeah, that he's just he's locked and loaded uh, in that edge one range or DT one range, um, yep. pretty much every week. Yeah, he's not um, giving you goose eggs, right? Like, that's right. the biggest thing. He's he's not like he's not being productive at all. He's giving he's fine. He's he's hitting the stats. You know, he's Scotty Pippen. He's hitting tackles, tackles yeah. for loss. He's, he's filling the stat sheet, just not quite in the sack column. So exactly, um, yeah, yeah, He'll get it's him. coming. It's coming. Yeah. Zero concern about Quinn and Williams. Yep. Even his brother, Quincy Williams, too. We, we don't have Baller. him l- listed in the, the sheet here, but man, the guy's played up over 90% pretty much yeah. every single week. He's been he's been amazing. 39 tackles on the year, something like that. So yep. almost 10 per game. Um, yeah, I've I've moved him up the rankings as well. I can't remember. I got it over here somewhere. Uh he's LB15 for me this week um against Denver. Just that playing time, how efficient he's been. Um, he's been super solid. So really like Quincy Williams as well. Like if you I'm just thinking aloud here, if you waited on linebacker and drafts and drafted Jermaine Pratt, Kaiser White, and Quincy Williams, it's a pretty sick comp, uh, trio. Oh, if you hit everything else, like super good values. Again, like it, there's there's every single year, right? Yeah. These are the guys yeah. like that we should be targeting, like, and they're there. They, it's they're they're. It's not like they necessarily come out of nowhere. And there there's those guys that come right. out of nowhere that we could pick up off the waiver wire, right? Yeah. Um, and th- that's fine. We do that with linebacker. You can't do it with edge or or, or defensive yeah. tackle, right? So yeah. we talk about it all the time. That's why you, you target those posi- those high end edge defensive line positions first and yeah. and worry about linebacker later because there's there's just there's still so many of them that can be productive so um, yeah, yeah I, i'm just never drafting linebacker early um let's go to the denver broncos um all right i got a question for you man which it, it it's which denver edge to trust basically so they released yeah. randy gregory today Wild. um yeah, and they also designated Baron Browning to return off the PUP list. Um, so Baron Browning will join Jonathan Cooper, Nick Benito, Frank Clark, Jonathan Harris. Um, which one of these Denver Broncos edge rushers? You got to pick one. Uh, which one are you going with rest of the season? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, just wild. Hey, they gave Gregory all that money and just cut him loose. It's crazy. Know, yeah, it's crazy. Um, yeah, that's it's right. This is kind of the big question with with uh, Benito and Cooper, like getting it done lately i would slightly i'm gonna lean jonathan cooper if i had to pick one off the wire um he typically gets a little more volume um he's got a 75 percent snapshot in the year and he saw his highest this week at 86 percent i just feel like he's a little more rounded right now as far as you know his whole game um nick Benito is he's only in his second year so he's got time he had you know he's been hot lately was he got three sacks we had two or three last week um so that you know against that exploitable Chicago offensive line. So, I mean, he's certainly a guy. He, maybe he starts stringing some games together. If I had to pick one off the wire right now, I'd go with Cooper. I'd just feel a little bit better about him. But, um, yeah, I mean, they both, obviously, with Gregory gone, I don't know if Frank Clark is coming back or right, uh, whatever. But, um, you know, these guys, um, until then, they are gonna they should see plenty of volume. So, yeah, I would lean Cooper, though. Um, uh, how about you? Yeah, I'm with you. I, I think it's Cooper as well. Um, if I have to pick one, I'm not like overly excited about right. it, but he's another one of those guys that maybe it's a volume thing that, yeah. that we're we're going to get production out of him from. And 
Nick Benito, I think is great. Like, I think he's, I think he's a really good pass rusher, um, yep. but he doesn't have, like you said, that kind of well-rounded game to potentially stay on the field for yep. that high volume of snaps. So he, he might be limited in that regard, kind of hurts his floor a little bit, but he, he'll have those boom games as well. Just a little bit more boom bust, I guess. And, and yeah, yep. I'm not, not like trying to go out and get Nick Benito, but you know, those deeper leagues where you might have to choose to, to find a Denver edge defender probably jonathan cooper right now and we'll see how baron browning factors in as well because he could be pretty yep. solid too is he he's eligible to return this week yeah browning? yeah i think yeah, they okay. activated him um I, I saw pretty much like just before we came on um okay so we'll see yeah we'll see if he yeah. plays or not um and then the denver linebackers so josie jewel questionable again um, yep. so there's not like a ton here. I mean, Singleton every down roll. If Josie yep. Jewell is out, um, we know that. And then potentially, uh, Drew Sanders, uh, he, it, he only matters if Josie Jewell is out, but if he, if Jewell is out again, then that's 70 ish to 80% snap roll for Drew Sanders. And man, do, do you, so we talked about Drew Sanders, right. In the, in yeah. the rookie, um, linebacker preview episodes and, do you remember what one of our knocks was on Drew Sanders when we we did the rookie linebacker episodes? Um, missed tackles. Uh, yes. Which, yes. <laughs> uh, which has been pretty much the same here through the in the NFL through two games. Um, yep. that, that first game when he had to play for Jewel after Jewel got hurt, he had a seventy five percent missed tackle rate. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's, it's brutal. Uh, so last week he did get it down to 22.2%, mm. but that is still two more missed tackles added to his record. Yeah. Um, look, Drew Sanders, definitely like a work in progress. I, I still yep. don't mind him as a prospect. Um, even if I have to play him this week in that 75% role, um, Josie Jewell is a, is an unrestricted free agent, um, at the end of the yep. season as well. So could be good for Drew Sanders to maybe get some more reps, put something promising on tape so they could feel like yep. they can trust him next year. Otherwise, um, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they also go to look to replace him in the offseason. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, um, you know, like I, I do remember we talked. I think Sanders had like a 20-some percent missed tackle rate yeah. th- last year in Arkansas too. Um, yeah. it, he was a guy that transitioned from playing it on the edge to off ball. So we're like, you know, that's something he can work through. Um, it's a problem, you know. Get get in the in the coaching room, get coached up. But yeah, that, those uh, some pretty high numbers. Yeah, but I mean, it's something he he's going to continue to hopefully work through. I mean, seventy percent to twenty percent. That's a pretty good. It's a that's an improvement, right? Improvement. <laughs> so let's see if he can continue to work that down. I, I am excited to see Sanders get a little more run, not at Josie Jewel's expense. You know, because right. I do like Josie Jewel. I don't like seeing anybody get hurt, but um, yeah. I, I like Sanders. He's got a lot of you know. He's big. He's long. He's fast. He's athletic. He's got some pass rush ability. You know, he, he's, he's a thumper in the box. He's got a lot to offer, but it's just getting comfortable in the scheme, getting comfortable with the speed of the game and getting reps and, and getting better. And like you said, putting the tape out there to prove that he is getting better and maybe could transition to a guy that they can depend on if they do let Jewel walk or do they, you know, turn to the next group and, and go after it. But yeah, if Jewel can't go, I am curious to see how Sanders does going forward. So something to watch, yeah. you know. Yeah, me too. I, I mean, I, it, yeah, it sucks, obviously, if Jewel can't go right. because we, we do yeah. like him quite a bit yeah. for IDP, but for it's sure. an opportunity for Sanders to kind of put something better on tape than what he did the, yep. the first two games, especially that first game. Okay. Um, so, <laughs> so yeah, we'll we'll see if, uh, yeah, we'll see if he can uh, come away with anything there. But anything else for, for the Broncos for you that, that you want to touch on? No, no I think 
think those uh those points right. cover it, man. Nice. Let's move on to the Kansas City Chiefs at the Minnesota Vikings. Um so Okay, where do we start here? The, the Kansas City linebackers, I guess, um, is probably worth talking about uh, first, just because Nick Bolton, I, I think, is still questionable. Um, we'll see if he comes back or not this week. I'm not sure. I didn't see a practice report for the Chiefs yet um, today. But if he can't go, obviously, Drew, Chank, Drew Tranquil's basically IDP value lives and dies based on Nick Bolton's availability, right? Yep. He's either yep. a top 20 linebacker play or you're not playing it at all. Um, so Absolutely. just pay attention to the the report there. But the, the other thing in Kansas city, so we've been, we've been asking this pretty much every week, but who, who do you got? Legereus need or Trent McDuffie at corner? <laughs> I, I like both players a lot. They're both fun. They're good players. Um, if I had to choose, Right now, I would go with Trent McDuffie just because he sees a little more time in that slot, and I feel a little bit better about it because it's he's in the mix, he's uptight a little more, and it's a more productive spot. So that that would lead me his way. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm I'm with you. Yeah, we've, we've talked about that before, and um, it's the role, right? The the role yeah. is the main thing there. Um, yeah, sorry for all those people who spent up uh, on luxurious need and idp drafts this year we did try to warn you it does not pay to spend up on corner yeah. um but just try to remember it next year when whoever finishes as cb1 this year gets overdrafted in 2024 it's bound to happen uh, every year yeah, do not spend up on corners last yep. picks last picks. um yep. anything else with the chiefs no i i mean like you said with the linebackers if bolton plays you don't want to play tranquil if he's out play tranquil um, that's that's one of the biggest things to be watching throughout the week for sure. Definitely, yeah, and yeah, Kirk Cousins does <laughs> take a lot of hits. So the defensive line wise, George Karloftis perfectly fine, but Chris yep. Jones obviously these are guys that we kind of know. If yep. we've been playing them, we continue to play them. Yep. Um, on the Minnesota side, we did get uh, Marcus Davenport back mm. last week um, finally, and yep. he, look, he had a decent game: three pressures and a sack. Um, Decent snap share. What was it? 63% somewhere around there. Um, yep. Mahomes though, just doesn't take sacks at all. It, it's crazy. Yeah. Hey, he's been sacked yeah. twice all year, 3.6% pressure to sack conversion rate, which is just silly. Um, so yeah, tempering expectations, I guess for this Minnesota defensive line, that's Daniel Hunter, Marcus Davenport, um, DJ Wanham, if you're a sicko. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, this is uh, yeah. yeah, not an ideal matchup for Minnesota. No, not at all. Like it's great to see Davenport out there. Um, I I am I set myself up for heartbreak with him every year as long as he's playing because I think it's going to happen. Oh uh, yeah, it was a nice first game for him. Like you said, three was three pressures, a sack, yeah. um, nice snap share in his first game. Um, not a good matchup at all against Mahomes, but he does get the Bears in Week Six. So if he can avoid uh, injury and just just stay healthy, dude, come on. Get through another week and get to the Bears. Um, but yeah, I'm just happy to see Davenport out there. I, I was eager to see him in Brian Flores' defense, you know, just right. to change the scenery and aggressive scheme, you know, with a guy like Daniel Hunter and him. Like, you can just think, you know, Flores knows what he's doing and, and they can utilize those guys at their at their best. So I just want to see Davenport stay healthy and, and continue to get some run in this defense and see if he can turn it around. So, but yeah, this week's tough. Uh, get to Kansas City out of. Not excited about it. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you for sure. But one of the other main storylines here in Minnesota, we may need to start the hashtag justice for Ivan. Yes. Back up. Um, 
based on the declining snap share the past few weeks. I mean, Brian Flores, what the hell's going on, man? Yeah. The, the guy's he's the eighth highest graded linebacker this season with an 80.7 yeah. um, PFF grade. He's the third highest graded rookie defender all year, and his snaps are somehow decreasing. I might have to give Brian a call and give him a piece of my mind here. We, we need more Ivan Pace in our lives. We, we know this. Yeah, I'm not happy, man. I'm not happy at all with this. This is this <laughs> this aggression will not stand, man. I am not happy. Get this beauty on the field, Flores. Let's go. He's playing well. He's grading well. I think he fits the scheme well. Um, yeah. Like, just get him out there. What the hell are we doing, man? The snaps should be going up, not down. Get rid of Jordan Hicks. Trade him for a washing <laughs> machine. I don't care. Get Ivan Pace on the field. I'll no matter what his snap share is, I'll never quit Ivan Pace forever. Like, absolutely. Let's man. go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We 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 got the W there against the NFL. Uh, <laughs> yes. we, we 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 opined about it after the draft when we did the the rookie linebacker yeah. review episode, and and we we said like this is the perfect fit um, yeah. for Ivan. You Pace called it. You called it on the pre-draft show too. Didn't you? Yeah, nailed yeah, it before. Yeah, 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 before the draft even. So. Yeah, said yeah, Minnesota. Just was hoping that he would get drafted at least, but yeah, still yep. still ends up in Minnesota. And yeah, it's just a it's a really nice fit. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jordan, look to Jordan Hicks's credit, he's actually been productive. He's he's been good uh, as an IDP. But look, yeah, I, I don't want to I don't want to say like injury or anything. Maybe there'll yeah. be an opportunity at some point down the road for Ivan Pace to to see a larger snap share. But we kind of know what Brian Flores's defense is too, right? It, it's a very yeah. dime heavy defense, so. That, that LB2 role will always be part-time, but just fun to see Ivan Pace balling out in the NFL and earning those high grades, that, just like he did in college at Cincinnati. Yeah. So, um, yeah, just just a beauty out there. And, and yeah, he hopefully is. we get the crop top soon um, in the NFL. Is that allowed in the NFL? Do they allow the crop top? I hope so. They should. <laughs> now that he's in the league, they should change whatever stupid rule they have that doesn't let him do it because that's yeah. – <laughs> I, I mean, it's, it's a sight to see. It, it is, makes it me want to get in the gym, and that yeah. takes a lot. Yeah, so. that that uh, yeah, I'm with you, man. Uh, yeah. We we can all kind of band together and just start yeah. uh, working on our our core, our midsection. Yeah, um, in support of Ivan Pace. Yeah, he makes me a, him being on the field makes me a better person. So like, <laughs> it makes me want to get in the gym. I'm happier. Like let's let's make this happen. That's it, buddy. That's it. Uh, <laughs> um, and the other player on Minnesota, I think we should talk about is Harrison Smith, who. Yeah. Three sacks last week. Last week was the week of three sack players, I, I guess. And and he was kind of mid, like all year leading up to this point. The the he's had a positive role there for IDP production, like, but it's just taken him um, until last week now to kind of deliver on that role. It's not so. It's not quite like Kyle Hamilton, where Hamilton wasn't getting the usage that we were looking for, and then 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 it was there and he produced. Where Smith, it's been there all along. He just wasn't doing anything with it. So hopefully this gets him going again, because I think, again, like a, a good Harrison Smith is good for IDP. So how do you feel about him kind of going forward here? Yeah, like I love Harrison Smith. He's been around forever. He's like you said, the role's ideal. We just haven't quite got the production. This week was fantastic. And like, good for you, old man. Show these young bucks how to swing. Let's go. Let's keep Absolutely. this going. Yeah. 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 Don't let Cameron Bynum steal your shine yeah. here. Um, no, we we got to get some more Harrison Smith production. Yep. So yeah, hopefully it lights a fire under him and we can see more of that going forward. Um, all right, let's go to Sunday night football, the Dallas Cowboys at the San Francisco 49ers. Um, 
battle of the pass rush here on Sanford on Sunday night football. What are you looking for um, in this game? Um, Micah Parsons, obviously just Micah Parsons is awesome. He's a beast. Um, He's just, he's so good. He's so fun to watch. And uh, yeah, I always look forward to seeing him on the field, man. It's, it's, even though I'm not a Dallas fan, I tune in to watch Micah Parsons for sure. Um, The rest of the pass rush unit. um, Oh, one thing with Parsons, I think he hurt his knee last week, but it sounds like he should be all right. Uh, from what I was reading, did you see? I was going to ask if you saw anything on that or didn't see anything. Yeah, I just saw that he was, yeah, I guess questionable. Um, yeah, early week designation though, so not right. too concerned about it right now. Yep, yep, yeah, that's kind of what I had heard too. And then, uh, yeah, like the rest of the pass rush unit, it's been a lot of bodies going in and out. Um, Demarcus Lawrence has played pretty well, he's got a couple of sacks, um, a 17.4% pressure rate on the year. Um, so it's he's playing well. It's really good to see him. Uh, you know, he usually when he's right and not hurt, I mean, he's had shoulder problems and all kinds of stuff. You know, he's been working through during you know these last few years. When he's right, he's usually playing pretty well. So that's good to see. Um, yeah. So between like D Law, Sam Williams, Lawrence Armstrong, Armstrong had a, had two sacks in Week One against uh, the Giants. Go figure, right? Because they gave him up. Like, <laughs> Crazy. Uh, yeah. So Dorrance Armstrong, Dante Fowler, uh, Williams and Fowler each got their first sack of the year against uh, New England in week four. But, um, you know, the snap shares are just tough to trust because they just don't see enough volume. And um, so, you know, after Micah Parsons, you know, Dorcas Lawrence is playing well if you, if you got to roll him out for sure. But, um, you know, those other guys, you know, don't get caught up on the on the box score if they get a sack too. If they're not, make sure you're checking the volume there because those guys yeah. all kind of come in and out. So. Yeah, it's it's a great pass rush at both sides, yeah. really, right? Like, yeah. I just hope that this is one of those games where the quarterbacks are just getting bounced around in the backfield. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Micah Parsons, Demarcus Lawrence, like you said, and then yeah. on the other side, Nick Bosa, Javon Hargrave, yeah. anyone that wants to get in on the sack orgy back there, um, yes. let, let's get it. <laughs> More the merrier. <laughs> yeah, man, it, it it should be it should be a fun game, at least yeah. uh, better than some of the other primetime games we've had early this year, but. Uh, I'm looking forward to that one and definitely yeah. for a lot of those pass rushers. But like you said, it's a great call out. Um, just keep an eye on those snap shares because these guys can have blow up games, but then the very next week they can have nothing, right? Just because yep. they don't play enough. So something to kind of keep in mind there. Um, how about the Dallas safeties? I think I saw Malik Hooker was also questionable at the moment. Um but Donovan Wilson has only played half the snaps in each of his past two weeks he's coming back from injury um he is getting a lot more snaps in the box which is nice but i would like to see that overall snap share kind of increase at some point and then you know he's still he should still maintain that box rate because he's another one of those safeties that can be really solid for for idp yeah i'm with you man i I like donovan wilson's role when he's getting a full snap share he just since he's come back, he's just been hanging around that 50% range. So it's not quite the ideal volume yet, but if he does get up to a full-time role again, um, his usage is usually pretty, uh, pretty conducive to IDP production. So just something to watch, you know, Malik Hooker plays deep, um, you know, curse, you know, like you see right here, 41% of his snaps in the slots and box snaps. Um, so he comes up tight and then, um, yeah, Donovan Wilson, um, you're right there. Box usage, slot usage, and now uh, we just need to see that overall snapshot come up. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I loved your, I love J. Ron Curse as well. Anyways, I think yes. he was a safety fifteen this week, so high end safety two for yep. me. Um, just super productive player. Yep. Typically has good, good I, IDP usage as well. Yeah. Um, let's go to the 49ers side. Nick Bosa 
I mean, there, there's not like a ton to say about Nick, but I know he, he had a goose egg last week. Basically, I think just the one QB hit or something like that. Um, but really, it doesn't matter. This guy should never leave your lineup. Do not yep. panic about Nick Bosa. He's edge three for me this week. Um, reigning defensive player of the year, elite pass rusher. This happens to every edge where they have these games where they do basically nothing um, in the box score. If you go out chasing like production from some scrub off the waiver wire because he had a sack and a fumble return touchdown or something like that, yeah. um, like a Nick Benito or something like that. Uh, and you drop Bosa or don't start Bosa because of it. it you just, you, you're, you're putting yourself in a bad spot there. You yeah. do not want to chase production um, for the defensive line position. Just stick with your studs here, follow the pass rush metrics and the playing time. And that will get you right um, every single time. Yeah, dude, you absolutely nailed it. You don't want Nick Bosa blowing up on your bench. You know it's coming. Hold tight. The sacks will be there. It's not the typical Nick Bosa start. He usually comes out firing in the sack column, but he's hit. He's got ten quarterback hits. He's eighth in the league in pressures. Um, like he's getting it. He's doing Nick Bosa stuff, and the sacks will get there. Don't put him on your bench. Don't yeah. start. You know, some random guy at the waiver wire that got a sack against the Giants or whatever. Yeah, you know, it's like <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't get cute. Just, yeah, don't get yeah. cute. There you go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you definitely want to start Nick Bosa. Um, anything else from this game? No, man. I think that that pretty much covers it. All right, let's go to Monday Night Football. Your Green Bay Packers <laughs> at the Las Vegas Raiders. So <clears throat> let let's start with this one because. Since the end of week two, I've been kind of saying that it seems like the Packers are holding off on like fully unleashing Rashawn Gary until after their bye week, which happens yep. to be week six. So yep. very soon. Does that sound right to you as a Packers fan and, and someone more tuned into the team than I am? No, I think you absolutely nailed it. Um, they're generally conservative when it comes to injuries, especially when it comes to a guy of Rashawn Gary's caliber, right? They're not going to rush him back. Um, so yeah, so he's been playing right around 20 snaps, 2021, 20, 22, whatever. And, um, I, I don't expect that to change this week against the Raiders going into this week six bye. I think you absolutely nailed it when, when you said they didn't plan on doing that till after the bye. Um, they're, they're using them sparingly and he is creating crazy amounts of pressure when he's out there. It's, it's unbelievable. Nuts. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I just, I hope he gets through another game healthy and he keeps looking good. And after the bye week, this defense needs him out there as much as he can handle. So I would think if they're comfortable with what they see coming out of the bye with his knee and everything that, that should, we should start to see those snaps come up. He is, it's been since he's gotten there and his role has grown. Like he is a complete difference maker crushing off the edge. The defense doesn't look the same when he's not out there. It really doesn't. So yeah, he's like he's the perfect example of a player that you're patient with, right? What coming yeah. out of college and and that has those tools and the athletic ability that didn't necessarily do much in his first two years in the league, but then just blew up in year three and in year yeah. four even. And then I mean, this year, look, I know it's limited snaps, but like leads the league in win rate and pressure rate. He just looks like an absolute unit yeah. out there. Um, so if they can get his snap share up to somewhere, you know, back to what it was last year before the injury, um, 65 to 70%, whatever it yep. ends up being, th yep. this is like a locked in top 10 edge with the, this 
level of pass rush metrics. Rashawn Gary has just been an absolute force this year coming off a torn ACL as well, yeah. which is just unbelievable. So I really, I'm with you. I really hope we get to see more Rashawn Gary after yeah. the bye week. I think that uh, 65, 70% snap share number is fair too. I think that's super achievable. And that's what they're probably shooting for when he's right. I actually was at the uh, New Orleans three sack game in week three. And he was a problem, man. That place is going nuts. Well, I mean, nice. the comeback in the fourth quarter was wild. And the yeah. missed field goal, right? Like, oh my the... god, yeah, oh, nice. yeah. What a game to yeah. go to. <laughs> it was unbelievable. That place was nuts, man. Nice. Yeah, that's so. So funny. I got to, I got to see him uh, have his best game in person this year. That was that was pretty cool. That's sick. Yeah, that that's awesome, man. Yeah. Um, anything else for your Packers here? I'll I'll let you kind of cover whatever you want here for for Green Bay. You know this team. Anybody that stands out worth talking about uh, for you? Um, I just think like you know Devondre Campbell missed last week. Uh, I'd seen he had come out and said he had a high ankle sprain on like the first play against New Orleans. Oh. He was like, I knew he went out early because I just remember you know all of a sudden I seen 58 out there I'm like oh Isaiah McDuffie's out there and we had run a little bit more three linebackers against Atlanta because they were shredding us which is another problem with Green Bay's defense not to go down that we just can't stop the run but anyway yeah I seen McDuffie come in and then uh Campbell never came back but yeah he said he had like a high ankle sprain right away um against New Orleans didn't play last week he didn't practice today I would I would say he's probably not going to go this week if I had to guess. Green Bay's conservative. I mean, who knows? You know, I'm, the hell do I know? But they're generally conservative with those guys, and they got a bye week. So I would think it's probably another week of McDuffie um, seeing most of it, which isn't quite a full-time role. But he is decently productive if he had to, um, you know. But it's Quay season. Um, yeah. He's, you know, he's just putting up crazy numbers. Um, but, yeah, other than that um, – you know, other than being a wishful Packer fan, wishing we could stop the run a little bit and seeing some more Rashawn Gary, it'd be great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I hear you, man. Um, yeah, it, it makes it tricky, right? Because it's a Monday night game. So yeah. for if you're holding on hope for Devondre Campbell, hopefully you also have Isaiah McDuffie loaded yeah. in the chamber there, ready to go if Campbell's ruled out um, as a last-minute decision. But hopefully we get a little bit more clarity um, prior to, to Monday night. But something to keep an eye on there, like you said. Yeah. Um, yeah, so let's go to the with the Monday night game. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's always a pain in the ass to try yeah. to you know sweat that out if it's a yep. game time decision. But yep. Uh let's go to the Raiders side here. Um and another player that I just I can't sing his praises enough. The man is just unbelievable. Max Crosby, yeah. 100% of snaps last week. Um two sacks as well, four on the year. He's got like 20 something tackles on the year. Another guy that just should never leave your lineups. I, I mean, he, he might play snaps during the team's bye week as well. So even then, I'm hesitant to take him out. The guy's just yeah. unbelievable. He's an absolute force. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, I am in love with Max Crosby. We got the jersey here behind me. Shout love out Jake Cole thank you for that. Um, but, yeah, he's just been unbelievable. So I know Bakhtiari's on on IR. That that that's a bummer dude he's so good yeah. when he's out there healthy but obviously something going on with that knee um but that does help Rashawn Gary that with that offensive line being a little bit banged up as well or yeah, it helps I, Max Crosby not Rashawn Gary yeah our, our old yeah no for sure our our offensive line got just torched against Detroit last week it wasn't yeah. good Elton Jenkins did practice today which is huge because mm -hmm. after Bakhtiari he's our next best offensive lineman by far yeah um, good player. Uh, he had a sprained MCL, I believe. He practiced today, but like 
yeah, if, if it, Max Crosby could go crazy against our offensive line if they played. They looked like a JV squad last week, and yeah, just full steam ahead. I mean, Crosby, the snap share is beautiful. He's a beautiful-looking man. It's <laughs> beautiful production, and it's probably going to be another good week for him against uh, my favorite team. But whatever. <laughs> I'm going to start him and enjoy the sacks. Yeah, yeah, start him, and then it's like bittersweet. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Take the over on his sacks on DraftKings and whatever. You, you know, go. just just have something that you know, <laughs> got to feel alive. Somehow. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Oh man. Um, and then the last thing here for the uh, Raiders defense is that our friend, the Fighting Chicken, El Diablo, um, is seeing a snap decrease uh, over the past two to three weeks. I think it is. So, Divine Diablo he's just played. 71% of snaps in week four was, which resulted in three total tackles. Um, Robert Spillane, clearly the guy there that they, they trust in, in playing an every down role. I love Diablo coming into the year, but the Raiders clearly do not feel the same way. 70% it's still a decent role, but there's also like plenty of other linebacker options to trust over him on a weekly basis. So I, I have him as like LB 41 right now. I'm just a little bit, concerned about that decreasing role in uh las vegas for diablo yeah i'm with you i was um i was super pumped about diablo heading into this year you know and it's been explained explained hasn't left the field yet and uh diablo's snap share dropping to 71 percent this week it, or this past week is that's not ideal that's a that's a that's red flag stuff there to, to keep an eye on that to see what we're going with. Um, yeah, I think what LB forty something you have him. I think that's fair. Yeah. Um, if you got to play him, you got to play him. I, I do like the Oval the player, um, but yeah, if, you just don't want to see his snap share keep to keep declining like this, right? You want him to be at least in that eighty percent range would be fine with that. But you know, to to see it on the decline is just just not good. So, but yeah. you know, just something to keep an eye on, right? Yeah, for sure. And then, yeah, hopefully the other thing too, like hopefully Nate Hobbs comes back this yes. week. One of the, one of the better corner options yeah. um, for IDP. He's, but he missed last week, but um, could potentially get back in there on Monday night. Again, makes it a little bit tricky Monday night, but there's yeah. plenty of other corner streaming options that we could find in, in case. Um, anything else uh, for this Monday night football game? Go pack. That's all I got. It's uh, a little right. bit better showing than last Thursday. Last Thursday was brutal. Uh, I yeah. emptied out my beer fridge by the end of it. So that was crazy. Yeah, that was tough. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, man. Well, that that is going to do it for another weekly preview IDP style. Uh, Mr. Kyle Bellifield, thank you so much for doing this with me, my man. I, I always enjoy getting to chat with you, and, and I'm sure the listeners will also appreciate your excellent insights. So Thank you very, very much for, for coming on and, and talking with me. Oh, you bet, man. It's an honor. I really appreciate you inviting me on, man. I've enjoyed this show, your offensive show, all your content. And it's always great to get to sit down and hang out and talk football with you and talk about other stuff before and after the show, man. So, no, seriously, really appreciate you bringing me on. This was this was awesome. Oh, anytime, buddy. I appreciate you. I know it's, uh, it, it, again, and basically hit another two hour episode. So I appreciate the, the time out of your All night. Good. So, um, but before I let you go, please let everybody know where they can find like more of you and, and more of your work as well. Oh, right on. Um, yeah, all you can find all my work over at footballguys.com. Um, I write the uh, weekly IDP waiver wire article. It comes out Tuesday morning. Um, updating my dynasty idp dynasty ranks um as often as i can here especially as we're getting a bigger sample size through week four you know we're starting to get some ideas on some guys going up going down and um yeah i mean on twitter 
you can find me at kbell54 uh don't post a ton here recently but i'm around if you ever have any questions happy to help if i can for sure yeah and, and giving out golf lessons as well right? um, <laughs> i mean I, I could try but you know yeah hey <laughs> For anybody that doesn't know, Kyle hit two hole in one um, within like a week. Was it? A week, yeah, a week exactly. Yeah, it was insane. I never had one before. I got one, went crazy, and then the next week it was right about at dark. I hit. A, I we there was like five or six of us playing a few extra holes. Went up there, couldn't find my ball. My buddy's like, it's in the hole. I couldn't believe it. Just oh my god, just unbelievable. Yeah, my bar bill for a couple weeks was pretty 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 rough. But hey, what the hell? Well, it was fun. Hey, worth it, right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly worth every penny oh man that's awesome but yeah so definitely go check out kyle and his work um as for me everything i write can be found on pff.com uh including the idp fantasy report so if you were watching along on youtube and, and saw those images um with the snap shares those are all from that article which you could fr uh, read for free right now if you wanted to dive into all that yourself um, I'll also have my idp rankings up on the site by thursday morning i'll have the wide receiver performance against man and zone coverage report up as well o-line d-line matchups to target avoid lots of fun stuff to get you ready for week five um again thank you all so much for listening thank you to the absolute beauty that is kyle bellafuel um if you're watching on youtube please don't forget to like and subscribe it, it helps me a ton so that i can continue to help you uh, and put out more content uh, like this so thank you all and until next time bye.